Welcome to the Rangers of Motion podcast. Today I had the opportunity to speak with the couple behind SD Evolution, Josh and Alessandra Skutnik. And guys, this was a this was an awesome interview. These these guys have been in the space for quite some time now. We talked about their background story, we talked about how health overall should be the main message in in the fitness industry. We talked about how the media promotes these fad diets and fast results. And every time we turn on the TV, there's a new new commercial for the latest fat burner or the latest fitness, fitness product or special thing that's going to get you jacked in 30 days and how that shouldn't be, how that should not be the message. We talked about where their business is going, what to do, and... Most importantly, what to do on a daily basis to become a healthier you. Guys, these these two are incredible. They put out incredible content. I'm going to link their social medias in the show notes. I'm going to link their website in the show notes. So sit back, relax, guys, and enjoy this episode with Josh and Alessandra Skutnik. Another Range of Motion episode. Who am I here with today? Who are here with Alessandra and Josh Skutnik. Man, I'm super, super excited to have you guys on today. Um, so let's let's dive right into this. Where where did your guys's fitness health uh, journeys begin? So it was probably a little bit different for each of us. Absolutely. I actually grew up a dancer. I was a ballerina my whole life, okay. and once I got to high school, I kind of lost interest with that. I think it was just so much for so long that I was like. I just want to be a normal kid and do cheerleading and not be so obsessed with dance every day. So I joined the cheerleading team and then I was totally not into fitness at all. My mom actually was a per- is a personal trainer and I did not want to follow her footsteps at all. I kind of grew up in the gym, knew what a healthy lifestyle meant just from her, but I just had zero interest. So when I got to college, kind of did the whole party girl scene for a while. And then I actually found exercise science um, because prior to that, my major was, I changed my major four times. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And then found exercise science, started teaching group fitness classes and kind of just fell in love with fitness and ended up doing exactly what my mom does. (laughs) Right. So at what point, at what point did you decide like you wanted to, you wanted to pursue like a, a career in, in health. Was there like a, was there like one defining moment that, cause I mean, obviously you grew up, you grew up in the space, right. but like, was there one defining moment that was like, okay, like I want this to kind of be my, my career I would path. Say, uh, when I started teaching fitness classes, um, just getting that feedback from people in my classes saying how much I inspired them and how much I was changing their lives, like hearing how, much of an impact I could have on other people. That's really what was kind of like, okay, this is awesome. This is what I want to do. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of the same for me. Josh, what about you? I grew up playing sports my entire life. So baseball, basketball, football, tri-sport athlete, literally. That's me. (laughs) That's yeah. Yeah, all I did was sports. Um, So into baseball, I, or into high school, I kind of transitioned that I was just going to play baseball. So I stopped basketball and I stopped football and I dedicated specifically to baseball and by the end of my senior year, I actually wasn't planning on playing another inning. Like I was so burnt out. It was so many politics we were dealing with. 
Um, so I kind of figured out my passion wasn't so much the sport. It was really training for the sport. I loved working out. I loved working out in group settings with other people, teaching everyone else what I knew. And I had actually started training as soon as I graduated high school. Um, I was kind of mentored by the gym owners of the place I worked out at. And I said, as soon as you get certified, you're hired. So I transitioned from doing all those sports and everything into building a personal training business in my hometown um, at the gym that I grew up at. So I took it from there. I went to school for marketing and my plan was always to build a business for myself. So little did I know the niche we were going to find and how, how important that would be. But I kind of took everything that I learned in the business side of marketing at school with the training side I learned through experience with my clients and through sports. And we kind of built from there pretty much. That's awesome. So throughout, throughout college, like, were, so did you guys go, did you guys go to the same school? So funny story. this is the funny story. We went to the same college. Um, obviously we both grew up in Connecticut, went to central Connecticut state university. We didn't meet until we were both living in San Diego. <laughs> so we even had some of the same friends at central and we literally never, never met. met once. Oh, and boy. Josh was out there because his brother was stationed out there. He was in the Marines. So he was kind of living out there. Um, I moved out a couple months after he did for my last internship with school, and we connected on Facebook and it was kind of just history from there, but it's just kind of weird. We both grew up in Connecticut, went to the same college and did not meet until we were across the country. Which is probably a good thing because I was kind of a mess essential. So same. probably wouldn't have worked out the same way. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where did your guy, I mean, in, in your personal fitness journeys, like where you competed in powerlifting, didn't you, Alessandra? Yep. So I actually competed in both bodybuilding and powerlifting. What, um, I did. Yeah, talk, one, talk about, talk, I want you to talk about both of those, both of those journeys. Which one did you, which, which path did you go down first? So I started with the bodybuilding thing. Um, I kind of did the bikini competition for the wrong reasons, all the wrong reasons. I just wanted to transform my body and used it as like a way to get my end physique, not really realizing what it entailed or I, I literally knew nothing about it. Now, was this, was, were, you were out of college at, at this point, right? This was actually my last year. So this was before I moved to San Diego. This was like my last year of college. I decided to pick up and just try to add in a bodybuilding competition to my intense workload already. Wow. Um, so I ended up doing the show. It was a very restrictive meal plan. Um, kind of had someone at the gym I was going to at the time help me with the meal plan Um, and I was eating around 1200 calories a day, probably a lot less the weeks leading up to the show, which was just like, and at the time I was teaching fitness classes, I was teaching like insanity classes. I was still trying to do running. So I was really into running at the time too. So it was like all of this cardio on top of eating basically nothing. Stress, 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 stress. (laughs) I graduated. Um, once I moved out to San Diego, I met Josh. I was still kind of doing bodybuilding style training. And then the end of that year, I was like seeing powerlifting all on Instagram. And I was like, what is this? Um, Because when I thought of powerlifting before, I thought of like, you know, the stereotypical powerlifter guys who are just crushing pizza and food and just lifting weights and are these big (laughs) bulky guys. I had no idea what it was about. So when I saw these other girls on Instagram doing powerlifting, I was like, that's really awesome. I think I can, I mean, I know I'm strong. I think I'd be good at this. 
So I kind of just dove headfirst into it, made my own training program and coached myself through my first few meets from there. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty wild. What I want to, I want to kind of circle back. Why, why do you think, why do you think you got into bodybuilding? You know, you, you said you got into it for the wrong reasons, but, but dig, dig deeper. Why do you think, why do you think you truly were, were attached to that? Like, um, that external, the, the, you know, the look uh, that every, that everybody wants versus, you know, um, chasing overall health instead of obviously like a, like a physique. Why do you think, why do you think your mindset was there at that point? I think it's kind of the same reason why anybody starts lifting or working out in the first place. You kind of just want to improve how your body looks at first. Um, I didn't really, I, at the time thought that that could be healthy. I thought that if I looked a certain way that I was the picture of health, but in reality, it was the complete opposite. I just, I mean, at that point, my nutrition knowledge wasn't that intense. It was just from what I got at school and I didn't really know, you know, how to set up a proper diet. I had no idea what I was doing with macros or any of that. So I was just following this meal plan blindly, hoping that it would give me abs and make me look awesome on stage. And I I did look good on stage, but I felt terrible. So I think it just goes back to me chasing that external physique, you know, trying to break into the fitness industry and thinking that was the key. And it really was not. So what did you, what did you go through? What was your experience like after, after your show? Um, I didn't rebound too crazy. I definitely had a few huge cheat meals afterwards because I was restricted for so long on the chicken, broccoli, asparagus, you know, the basic diet. Um, So after the show, I kind of dabbled with keto a little bit, actually, because I was like, oh, what's this new fad diet? Um, And it lasted a couple of weeks. I was just like, I cannot live with no carbs. And then that's when I moved to San Diego. And once I moved to San Diego, moved in with Josh, we kind of just developed more of a balance. We've started learning about flexible dieting and macros and educating ourselves on proper nutrition. And that's when the whole macro thing kind of started with us. Josh, what, what now? So you're in San, you're in San Diego at, at, at this time. Um, where are you at with, with your personal like fitness, fitness and health journey? So I found out my brother was uh, getting stationed in uh, in California, in San Diego, and I had reached out to a few gyms prior to moving out there because I wanted to be with him the year before he got deployed. Right. So I had let my boss know in Connecticut that I was leaving. I was heading out there for the year and I actually flew out early to do a couple interviews and I ended up getting a job at a corporate gym, uh, 24-hour fitness out there. Nice. So I got out there. We kind of set up shop, built up my clientele. And this is where she kind of transitioned into the picture. She was doing her internship over at uh, Fitness Quest 10. Okay. So once that was up, I kind of pulled her in because she didn't know what she was going to do after that. So I was able to talk to my guys over there, get her a job. And then we started running boot camps together. We started doing personal training together and just kind of helping run that gym out there. And we actually started a boot camp on the side. So we took some of the clientele we had there, kind of advertised a little bit. I don't know if you guys have Meetup, but there, there's this online um, website, Meetup, where you can kind of create these groups with yeah. like. Yeah. So we use that to build the clientele for boot camps, personal training. And then the corporate gym we were working at caught wind of that. So they kind of gave us an ultimatum. They're like, listen, you're either going to cut this off or you're done here. 
And I think they figured we were just going to cut that off, but we decided to jump ship, build our own business. And that's literally where SD Evolution was born. So awesome, man. So awesome. So, um, wow. There's so much, there's so much to, there's so much to dive, to dive into when you guys, when you guys started, obviously your, your business, what was the, what was the overall, what was the overall goal? What was the overall message behind, behind what you guys were doing and, and what was, what was the thing that was going to set you guys apart from, because obviously like you're in California, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of different than it is on the, on the East coast and in the Midwest, as far as like health goes, I feel like everybody's kind of like into that, you know, health scene, in California, you know, what, what was going to, what was, what was the biggest thing that was going to set you guys apart from, from everyone else? I was considering San Diego, the fitness capital of the world. So yeah. I went out there and I said, it's either an opportunity. You're going to, you're going to swim or you're going to sink. Right. So our goal out there was to build up healthy clientele, kind of spread, you know, spread the good word of what we were trying to do, which is maintainable lifestyle. So right. where we set up shop initially was a park on top of a cliff. It was the most beautiful thing, the most perfect picturesque San Diego little scenery you could set up. So we had very minimal equipment, just enough to kind of throw in the trunk and then set up shop before everyone showed up. Um, and we basically just taught everyone how to use what they had available to them, whether they had a full gym or whether they had a few things to build a healthy lifestyle around. Our right. big mission, even to this day with San Diego, with San Diego, with SD Evolution, is to just show people how to live a healthy and happy lifestyle. I feel like even though we were out in San Diego, it was still common to see all the fad diets. I mean, people just wanted the quick fix and the short-term results. So right now, our goal is to just show them that you have to look at the big picture. You have to look at more than just what you're eating and what you're doing for training you have to look at your sleep stress health all of that stuff because that's what's important down the road so that's kind of our message with our clients now and that's kind of where we started too why do you think we've gotten to the point in our society where everyone wants the quick fix and the 30 day weight loss and like all the challenges and fad diets like what where where, how did that begin? And where, I, I mean, are we, are we, do, do you guys feel like we're making, we're making progress with this? Because I still see it's so prominent, like the, the ketos, the fads, the, you know, these, these meal companies and these supplement companies and all of this, all of this crazy, all of this crazy marketing BS basically that is, that, that, it, you know, the general public buys into that kind of stuff because they want fast results. Like, why do you think that, why do you think that is so, so prominent in our, in our society? Well, you just hit it on the head with the media. That's what they're preaching. Yeah. You go on, you go online, you listen to the radio, it turn on TV. What are they telling you? They're telling you to eat less. They're telling you to buy their appetite suppressors and what they're doing is creating these vicious cycles. So, right. so many of the clients that we bring in, they come in, they've had trouble losing weight for such a long period of time. And we look at their history and they are in no position to lose weight. They're barely eating anything. They're at, at all. 10 or they're at a thousand calories, 1100, 1200 calories, and they're not losing weight. That's a crazy low amount of food. And they're not losing weight because they've been trained in their minds to eat less and less and less. Oh, I stopped losing weight. Now I have to eat less. Now I have to eat less. So they're creating yep. this metabolic damage. Their bodies are not responding because their metabolisms are broken. They right. can't lose weight at such low calories. So it's something where we bring in new clients and like, I want to lose weight. 
And the first thing we say is, well, we have to feed you more. We have to increase your caloric intake. And like, well, what are you talking about? That's not why I signed up for this. And after we kind of explain the whole situation and what that's going to do for them in the short and long term, they definitely buy into it and they see phenomenal results. Um, but it's a little bit of teaching them that background first on how they're actually supposed to feed themselves. It's right. kind of a shock because, I mean, we grow up learning one way of doing things and we hear about this is the only way is to eat less and do more. But when they're when we open their eyes to a whole nother side of things, they're like literally in shock for a second. It's a new it's like, world. What do you mean I have to eat more to lose weight? And it right. doesn't really make sense. But you know, once they put that trust in us and see that this can work and that they're going to feel so much better when they do, it's like an eye-opening experience. So I just, I just started working with a client who is in a, is in a similar situation. I, obviously we see this all the time and yeah. you know, this, this is a, this is a male who is, you know, six, one and a half, 250, 60 pounds. And he was told by a Western medicine uh, doctor to eat, you know, eight or 900 calories, sub, sub 1000 calories for an extended period of time. And he did this and obviously he lost weight from the start, but his, his body began to adapt and he's at a point now where he's putting the weight back on faster than he lost the weight originally. So I want you guys to just go into depth on what is really happening here, why people are, you know, becoming adapted to those new low calorie set points and, and why, why eating 1000 calories a day isn't going to be sustainable for the rest of your life. And, and what, what kind of protocol are you going to put somebody through when they are, when they do come to you and they're at this, at, at, at this point with, with training and with nutrition? Well, your body's an amazing thing. It's always adapting and reacting to everything that's going on in your life. So as you're eating less, it's training itself to slow down your metabolism to kind of sustain that food, to make that food last longer. So over a period of time, whether you're bulking or you're cutting, either way, you're going to have to adjust your calories. So as your body is eating less and less and less, your body is saying, okay, well, this is my new maintenance set. So over that period of time, you would either have to continue eating less, which obviously is unsustainable, or you start eating more because you just can't take it. All right. So as they're at say they're at a thousand calories and then they start gaining weight when they bump it up to 1300 calories, which is still nothing. So they're still hungry and they're yeah. still getting weight at an insanely low amount of calories. So from there, it's kind of a vicious cycle where they're going to try to eat a little more and then they're going to cut it back down. And then you're developing binging habits. They're going to sustain, you know, nothing for a couple of days. And then they're going to go way overboard when they kick in with the cravings. Yep. So how we would kind of work clients through that is it's a reverse diet, essentially. So yep. instead of decreasing the calories to put them further in a deficit, we're slowly increasing those calories over time. And it's going to be a little bit different for each individual based yep. on how their body responds. Um, but generally, I mean, just for this example, let's say we increase his calories, 100 calories this week from carbs and fats. And the goal and the purpose of that is to hopefully maintain weight. Some people do lose some weight through a reverse diet. Some people do gain some weight. And that's probably more of an indicator that you do need to reverse diet. Yeah. But the goal is to maintain weight while increasing your metabolic capacity. And over time, and it might take some time. Um, the goal is to have this person eating more, maintaining on that number so that when we are ready for the next fat loss phase, 
it will be much, much easier to lose that body fat and their body will respond a lot better. Not to mention it will be much more enjoyable because they won't be eating nothing. Right. And it's so, it's so tough to, it's so tough to explain this, you know, to people, what are the, what are the biggest, what are the biggest hurdles that you guys have to jump through when you're explaining this to somebody? Just simply eating more. Just the fact that they've been trained, like it's ingrained in their minds that well, eating more is going to make me fat. Right. It's, that's the, the, the only hurdle really is explaining to them that by doing it over this slower process, we're not doing it into, we're not creating a, a surplus technically. We're allowing your metabolism time to respond just like it did losing or dropping the calories. We're allowing your body to respond over time to slowly increasing them, accepting that as your new maintenance and building it up. And I would say accepting, you know, possibly seeing the scale go up is a big thing, especially for women. Oh, um, huge. You know, huge. we're so conditioned to want that number to drop or even staying the same. People would like, why is it staying the same or why am I fluctuating? I was yesterday three pounds heavier than today. So what we're really big on is, you know, trying to help them realize that the scale is just a tool. The scale is something that isn't showing only your fat gain and loss, your sleep, your stress, your energy levels, your hormones, your digestion, all of that stuff impacts what that number is each day. So helping them understand it in a new light, I would say is a big struggle. Um, if they are struggling really bad with it, I actually just take the scale away. It's not yep. even worth them focusing on that number put it in a closet, forget it that it exists and just focus on progress photos and how you feel. One of the yep. biggest mental things we kind of teach people is your mind is going to play tricks on you as you start eating more. We, I can't tell you how many emails we've gotten saying, Hey, I feel fluffy this week. And that's after increasing calories, maybe by a hundred, their weight is exactly the same. Their pictures look exactly the same, but simply because they're eating a tiny bit more, their mind says, Oh, I gained weight this week. And right. it's insane how many emails we get like that. And just the in quotations fluffy and it's like you didn't change a bit but simply by eating more your mind told you that you did right yeah and that's uh, the the mindset thing is is obviously super tough and that's something i kind of wanted to kind of wanted to dive into you know as far as as far as training goes for clients and for for women in particular you, you guys know the big the big stereotype with any kind of resistance training is oh my god i'm gonna get bulky oh my god i'm gonna you know, turn into this huge muscle bound, uh, crazy looking person. How, how, how can you, how can you explain to even, even to, even to some guys, I mean, guys are like, Oh, like, I don't want to gain a little muscle. I just want to be like toned. How, how can we explain, how can we explain to clients in the best way possible that, you know, resistance training is going to speed up your metabolism is going to help you throughout this, you know, if, if we do, especially if we are in a, in a reverse dieting phase, this is going to actually help your metabolism and, you know, you're not going to get bulky. You're not going to just gain muscle and crazy amounts of, 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 of weight overnight. You know, how do you, how can we get that message across to our clients? Muscle burns calories. So the more muscle you have, the more you can eat because you're burning more at rest. Yep. So focusing on not so much bulking, that's one thing you have to explain to them is a reverse diet isn't a bulking process. So you're not going to get huge by reverse dieting. Right. So you're not eating in a surplus. You're not putting on massive amounts of weight. What you're doing is changing your body composition. So you're getting more quote unquote tone. I hate that word tone, yep. but you're, you're getting more tone. You're getting more shape and you're helping yourself in the long run by building a little muscle and changing that composition. I think 
the big thing too is they don't really understand what toned means and I just put that in quotations because I hate even saying that word but (laughs) I mean this is how I used to think so before I did the bikini competition I would like pin um, pictures of other fitness people on Pinterest and Pinterest I don't know if you've ever dove into the on Pinterest but it's basically like ridiculous of squat workouts and that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but I would see these women who were very clearly toned and muscular. And I thought that I would have to just do cardio on cardio on cardio in order to get that physique. I didn't understand what it meant to be toned. So I think that just showing women that as somebody who's five, three, and I mean, I'm a pretty small human, I would say, um, I have a lot of muscle, but you know, showing my own progress before and after pictures has been super helpful because I show what my body looked like when I did loads of cardio and no lifting weights. And I show what my body does now when I'm lifting weights four to five times a week with minimal cardio. And the difference is just crazy. But I think it just comes down to explaining that toned really just is having muscle mass with a lower body fat percentage. Right. And I mean, that's, I, I think that's, I think that's huge. And I love the, I love your, obviously I love your message and I love your page on Instagram because it shows women that like, this is, you're not going to get bulky from lifting heavy weights. And, you know, just because, just because you're lifting doesn't mean you're going to turn into like a muscle bound dude and you're not going <laughs> to, you're not going to gain muscle, uh, you know, overnight. Right. So, you know, from a, from a, fitness and health and wellness aspect and just overall health, because that's your guys's message. And I, and I love that, you know, where, when, how can we start to begin? How can we begin to, to, to truly shift the culture and the mindset behind, you know, dieting for fat loss and, you know, becoming, becoming truly healthy. How can, how can we begin to shift that culture in, in our society? Because obviously, you know, I think we're I think we're getting there. Obviously, because we have people like ourselves that are trying to push this this true overall health message. But you know, the fact that we still have you know doctors that are promoting thousand calorie meal plans and meal replacement shakes and all of this you know crazy fad dieting, ridiculous, just get the weight off like that nonsense. It, it, it makes it tough for us because people are going to trust doctors. They, they go to the doctor and like, that's the person that they, they trust with, with their, with their life. How can we begin to, to truly shift, shift this culture? Just have to continue educating them, teaching them one client at a time and sharing each story. So again, back to our message, it's creating a balanced, healthy, sustainable lifestyle. So by showing the clients that we've worked with and explaining their entire story, where they started very similar to where, you know, the common population is at right now and how we've transformed them and how we've been able to build a healthy lifestyle with them. And then showing everyone that, you know, you don't have to restrict yourself of this, this, and this, these fad diets, these restrictive diets, they're unnecessary and you can't sustain them. So you show the before and after on that side and they look great in the middle, you know, they did it. They, this is where they started. This is in the middle where they just did that. And then here it is a year later, three months later, whatever the case is, where they start back over to their beginning point or even worse. So right. then you go and you show someone who's been able to build that sustainable lifestyle and do this. It takes a little longer. It's a little slower process, but you're teaching them the right way to do things. And you show their before 
their during and their after, and then years down the road, being able to maintain everything that they've done in the process. I think that aha moment, that final click where it shows everything else kind of comes from that and sharing those stories. And I think leading by example is just another way. Like we practice what we preach 100%. Not one of any of those coaches out there who will dish out meal plans and not be doing it themselves. Like we track macros, we practice flexible dieting. We do what we preach as far as training and cardio. And it's just a matter of continuing to be repetitive with that message and, you know, getting together with like-minded people and just spreading the good word. If you can't maintain for life what we're teaching you, then you're not going to hear it from us. This is all stuff that you can be able to do for the rest of your life. Otherwise it's, it's not even worth incorporating in the beginning. Exactly. And I mean, I, that, that's one of the big things I try to preach to people is like, I, I had a lady talk to me yesterday and she's like, you know, I'm doing keto right now, blah, 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 blah. And I said, you know, is that going to be something that you can sustain a year from now, two years from now, three years from now? And she was like, I don't think so. And I was like, well, I think it might be time to reevaluate what you're doing with, with your nutrition because, you know, it, you might lose weight in the short term because you've cut calories from carbohydrates. But once you reintroduce those carbohydrates, the chances that your metabolism has, have, has adapted are, are going to be pretty, pretty substantial. So uh, uh, the other thing, because obviously you guys have a, you guys have a relationship and you guys are, you guys are a business. What are things, you know, tangible things that people can take away things that you guys do uh, personally from a, the standpoint of like, you know, your guys's bodies, like how you guys keep yourselves in shape, your mindset, your relationship, your career, your finances, like what are, what are things that you guys do on a daily basis to make sure that all those things are, are, are operating, you know, as on, on a high level, on as high as level as possible. For sure. So I think the biggest thing recently that we did was, um, you know, kind of declaring an actual schedule schedule here at our house because we work from home. We have our gym in our basement. We're always here. It's like we're here 24 hours a day unless we need to go get food. So I think the biggest thing is, you know, setting guidelines with our clients. So we have all of our clients check in by noon, Monday through Friday. Um, you know, setting time for our workouts, whether that's together or separate. Lately, it's been separate because it's kind of our time to like have to ourselves, I guess. Yeah. Um, Because we are together 24 hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then just, you know, making time to go have a date night to plan a vacation and time for ourselves because it's easy to like we're coworkers. Obviously, we own a business, but it's easy to forget that this is my husband, you know, like it's hard to find that line where this is my boss sometimes. And this is also sometimes my husband. So it's been an interesting Sometimes I don't really follow sometimes your husband. You know what I meant. <laughs> Example A right there. Like it's easy to get overwhelmed with work and, you know, posting on social media and all this stuff. So finding the time to have with each other or with our bulldog cow that you might hear snoring. This right entire now. time I might have just destroyed it. <laughs> um, you know, just having guidelines and establishing time together. Right. And kind of to build off that, you're that's kind of the building the balance, but you also need to build the regimen. So the things that you need to get done every day 
you need to create a plan for, whether it's working out first thing in the morning so nothing else can get in the way, or whether it's certain times for video calls or, or whatever the case may be. If you're kind of doing this sporadically and taking the day as it comes and just winging it each and every day, you're going to miss a lot of stuff. If you build time frames where this has to get done here, this has to get done here, and this has to get done here, you're going to stick to it because that's already been built into your program. So, I mean, if you're going to work and you're like, oh, well, I'm going to go for a walk on my lunch break, that's great. Where, where's your workout coming in? Are you going to be too tired at the end of the day? If you are, can you get up a little earlier and work out? If that's not possible, can you make sure you leave work at four o'clock, go directly to the gym? Because if you go home, you're probably going to stay home. You're not going to go to the gym and get back up. Um, so it's just creating the regimented lifestyle as well as that balance. But everything has its position. Everything has a spot. And if you're not going to, you need to create that in order, in order to maintain it. And I think to go off of what Josh just said, too, as some tangible advice for people, um, something that really helps me stay on track with everything is kind of batch batching my content, batching what I need to do. So let's say Sundays, I'll sit down and I'll think of everything I want to post on Instagram for the week. I'll write up a couple captions right there. That way there's a few ready to go and I'm not wasting time throughout the week writing up captions, figuring out, oh my God, what am I going to post today? Same thing goes with client programming. I'll sit down and I'll do a bunch of it on Fridays instead of sending them out sporadically throughout the week. Um, just batching my workload has been super helpful. So that's definitely something tangible people can take away because um, then you're super focused on that one thing that you need to do instead of trying to multitask and do a million things at once. And that's when things can get super stressful and it's easier said than done. Um, it's easy to multitask and, you know, scroll through Instagram while you're trying to write a program or, you know, watching some video to learn more about this certain topic for clients. And it's like, your brain can be pulled in a million different directions, but if you kind of just set it up so that you can focus on one thing at a time, that's been tremendous. For me, that for me, time blocking and stuff like that has been huge. I mean, like the biggest game changer ever for yeah. everything, because literally now I know exactly what I'm going to do throughout my days. And like literally to, down to the I have a girlfriend now. So like down to the date night, I like put that in my calendar. Like it's all, it's all there. So I, I truly, I, I vibe with that a hundred percent. I love, I love the fact that, that you guys do that, you know, um, from a, from a relationship standpoint in all of your aspects of life, because you guys are business owners, you guys are, again, you're practicing what you preach. So you have to keep a positive relationship with food, with exercise, with your work life balance you know, what are the, what are the big keys? What are, what are, what are the big keys for that? And like, what, what can you, what can you tell people, you know, just the average Joe out there that says that they don't have time to work out or they don't have time to prep their food or they don't have time to sleep. Like there's people out there that'll come to us and say like, I don't have time to sleep. Like I only get four hours and it's because I don't have time. Yeah. What, what are, what are, what are things that, what are things that you would say to, to that person uh, to improve their relationships with, with all of those, with all of those things? Everybody has time for anything that you want to do. It's just, if you don't have time for it, it's not a priority to you right now. So I think that if you want to live a healthier lifestyle, if you want to start to meal prep or get more sleep, you have to kind of troubleshoot and work back and figure out why that's not happening right now and what you need to do to change that. All right. You kind of, 
let's say they work 16 hours a day you know, every other week. We have clients who are literally working insane amounts of time. You have to figure out on those weeks where, you know, you have a little more time. What else are you doing in your free time? Are you sitting down? Are you watching TV? Are you doing this or that? Obviously, you need some downtime. You need to relax. But what are those extracurriculars that you can maybe reprioritize into something that's going to improve you as the, opposed to, you know, you're wasting time doing this or that? Or, again, we all need a little break. We need to be able to do some venting or some relaxing. But Netflix Netflix and chill. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, If something's important to you, like she was saying, you're going to make time for it. You're going to prioritize it. And I think, I think that, I think it gets lost in translation, like with, with people, you know, who have kids and who are, you know, super busy and they have jobs and, you know, families and stuff. I, I think, I think people's health just gets, just gets put off to the side. Why do you think that, why do you think that is like, because you guys know as well as I do, if you, if you truly take care of your health and you, you know, it's not, it's not a selfish thing to do that because the people around you are going to get that much more out of you if you are your best self. So why do people, why do people, why do people think that that's, that, 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 that it's like a burden on other people around them just to, just to take, take the time to take care of themselves? I think right off the bat, they just deprioritize themselves. So they understand they want, they need to give this to this person and this to that person. And then like you're talking about, we're running out of time. So they just say, okay, well, I'm going to sacrifice my goals. What's important to me to make sure I can go help these other people because I don't have enough time for everything. What I like to say to people who say that to us is your cup is not full. You cannot give to anyone else. You can't give from an empty cup. So you need to do what you need to do to you know, focus on your health, make sure that your physical, mental, emotional health is where it needs to be. And then you can give your friends and your family so much more than you're giving now. You can be selfish for one hour a day to fill your cup back up, to do what you need to do, to work out, to do yoga, to meditate, whatever it is that's going to make you feel good and make you healthier. You can take one hour of your day out of your time and be able to give more back to everyone else. And I love that. Seriously love that. With with where your guys' business is currently, where do you guys see yourself? Where do you guys see yourself going in the next five to ten years? That is a good question. We we're probably right at the the five year mark of our last set, and we're right where we need to be. We're exactly where we thought we were going to be, and it's been beautiful to see everything come into fruition. At this point, it's almost you know what are we going to do to build from where we are right now? So are we going to hire more people? Are we going to find a way to kind of clamp down on what we have and reorganize and restructure so that we can fit in more or, or the whatever the goal, case is? I mean, the end goal really is to reach as many people as we can with our message. So I think, you know, we're kind of in that transition phase, as Josh said, to figure out how to do that. We have a good amount of clients right now. We're pretty much booked or close to booked on that. Um, and that changes with each month, of course, but I think it's just figuring out how to get our message out there louder. It's it's a pretty cool story of how our business kind of came to fruition. So you kind of heard the backstory of it. But when we started out, we were in San Diego running boot camps. And when we came back to Connecticut, SD Evolution for what it is right now was just us keeping in contact with a couple of clients out there who wanted new training programs or help with their nutrition. So it was a couple emails back and forth. It was just a, a hobby on the side to stay in contact with some people that we really cared about in San Diego. From there, it kind of built up into a, a very slow part-time business. We're both working full-time and kind of running a little bit on the side. 
time. And it turned into a legitimate part-time business where it's taken up a decent amount of our time after our full-time job. The next year, it was a full-time business. And now it's completely transformed into a legitimate six-figure business where we have you know, clients all over the world. We have our schedules completely booked. And we have to, we're actually in the process of building an online platform for our clients. So that's, that is the next step. Um, but that's kind of where we're going to take things to the next level from here. So what all is, what all is your online platform going to entail? Let's, let's get in, let's get into it. Basically, if you picture your Facebook profile page, that's like the, the biggest chunk of it. So from there, you're going to have, you know, your updated uh, progress to pictures each week. We're going to be able to go back and forth with your nutrition updates. Training programs will be uploaded right to there of a messaging center. So right now, everything's done through Google Drive. We just share documents yep. back and forth through that. Yep. And the messaging is just done via regular emails. So this is going to be an all-in-one. Everything's right here. Save us time. Save the client time. Make everything much more efficient, much more user-friendly. And it's just... We're eventually going to have like a video library of all our exercises, um, you know, an area for them to go download our cheat sheets and helpful documents. Just everything will be in one spot on our website. So it'll be exclusive to clients only and just another way to help them get a little bit better, even if we're not able to answer their questions like right away. Right away. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's going to that's that's going to be awesome. And like, obviously, that would in the, in the years to come, that's definitely where, that's where I want to go, obviously, as, as well as to have like a membership site and, you know, have everybody to, you know, in one, in one community and, and, you know, be able to answer questions quicker and, and, and stuff like that. So that's, that's awesome guys. Um, you know, it, I know, I know we talked about like tangible, tangible things and tangible advice, but like, what would, what would your guys's each individually, what would, what would your number one piece of advice be to the person who is, you know, a, a fitness beginner or a, um, someone who is, who is truly internally like decided they want to become healthier and, and the best version of, of themselves. What would the number one piece of advice be for, for you guys to, to, to dish out? Enjoy the process. Plain and simple. If you're not enjoying it, you're not going to sustain it. It's not going to remain important to you. Being able to enjoy it is when you know you're going to be successful because you can push through the times where you're lacking motivation. So you can't focus on the end game. You want to lose 50 pounds. That's a huge mountain that you're looking at. Look yep. at the little hills along the way. Appreciate the process. Appreciate what you're doing each week. And just trust it and enjoy it. Enjoy it you're doing it. I agree 100% with what he said, obviously. Um, but to add on that is to just look at your fitness as a big picture. Look at your sleep. Look at your stress. Look at all your biofeedback. Don't be so obsessed with doing the new fancy exercise in the gym or, you know, keep it simple and keep it fun. And you're bound to be successful with those two things. The most important fitness topics or fitness arguments your great grandfather knew. Nothing has changed something. You have to eat in a caloric deficit to lose weight. You have to eat in a caloric surplus to gain weight. You want to bench, squat, and deadlift. I mean, it's nothing crazy has changed in the last 100 years. There's some little things, little tidbits that you get in, the, in a scientific document, but the main components of everything has not changed since your great-grandfather's been working out. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that message. And I mean, that's, again, that's, that's one that's so damn tough to get across to people and in today's society, just with this overabundance of, of information about, you know, the new crazy exercises and, and fad diets, but, you know, hearing it from other fitness professionals, uh, people that listen to my podcast and my clients that listen to, my po- to the podcast and future clients, hopefully, um, but it's, it's, it's good that it's good to hear from, from other fitness professionals and, and, and people in the space as well. So, all right, here's, here's my last little, here's my last little, uh, question for you guys. So this is a, this is a question me and my friends were kind of messing around, uh, one day, uh, doing a podcast, but we, um, we came up with, with, with this random, <laughs> would you rather, I don't know if you guys have ever played, would you rather, uh, so <laughs> Would you rather you're in the woods by yourself? You don't have anything to, de- to defend yourself with besides like the trees and stuff around you and your, and your body. Would you rather try to fight off three 30 pound links, like little links, like little bobcats or one 160 pound alpha wolf? Mm. Give me the wolf. Let's do this. Let's go. Toe okay. To toe. So, okay. So, 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 so dive into, dive into why you would pick the wolf, the one wolf. You see one obstacle in front of you. You can focus on one obstacle. You can study that obstacle and you can, you know, obviously it's a quick little fight, but you're going to navigate around its weaknesses and navigate around its strengths. You don't have to think about three little things coming at you from all, from all angles. You can focus on one objective and conquer the hell out of it. Yeah. I think I would pick the three links <laughs> because I'm a small human and I don't think I could take a 160 pound wolf, but we do have a 70 pound bulldog that I would probably say is the same size as a link, maybe a little bit thicker. And I think I could take three cows. Oh, he thinks so too. <laughs> He's barking at you. Yeah. The, argu- the argument we hear is like, you know, you could use one of the links as a weapon on the other links and like, yeah, you can throw 30 pounds. You could probably throw 30, 30 pounds a little decent way. But the, the, the more I've thought about it, because originally my thought process was the links, but the more I've thought about it, I think I'd probably take the wolf too. If you can get a hold, like, I mean, if you could get a hold of one of the wolf's, you know, legs and like <laughs> break it, the wolf is at a, the wolf is at a huge disadvantage, but I mean, if one of those links gets a hold of your Achilles tendon or something, like you're going, you're going, you're going down for sure. So I think I like the idea of having just one thing to one thing to focus on. And most, a lot of the people that have been on the podcast have been like, "Yeah, I want to have one solo thing to focus on, and that's it. And like, I can conquer, you know, I can conquer this, and I can do this, and I can, and I can probably, uh, probably beat a wolf. Probably not, but." Um, <laughs> But seriously, thank you guys so much for coming on. Where where can everybody find you guys, uh, find all your guys' content, find you guys on social media? So our website is sd-evolution.com. And social media, I'm on Instagram as Alessandra Skutnik, just my name. Josh Skutnik is mine. And it's all linked through there. We kind of share back and forth on both of our accounts for our business and our personal. So if you find one, you'll find all of them. That's the evolution website, YouTube, Instagram. It's all on there. It's all that's the evolution. Awesome. Awesome guys. Well, I'll, I'll definitely put that stuff in the show notes guys. Again, I appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you so much. And uh range of motion. We signing out. Thanks for having Thanks, us. Ben.